Alright, how's it going everyone? It is Baseball Garbage here, back with another podcast, and today we're shifting to the outfield for the top 10 list, and we're starting it out with left field. A pretty good position, very deep in my opinion, kind of-ish, well, we'll see. Let's just get into the list. Starting it out at number 10, we have Michael Brantley. Now he's a good player when he doesn't feel like being made of glass. Which means he gets injured all the time. In his first full season since 2015, he slashed 309, 364, and 468. He had 17 home runs and 12 steals. He doesn't strike out too much, and his defense is okay. So I think he's going to do well in the new home of Houston. The reason he's number 10 is because of his injury problems. Uh, he gets injured a lot, but when he's healthy, he's one of the best left fielders in the game and I think he can slide up this list or move up this list next year with a good healthy 2019. At number nine we have David Peralta. Now his 2017 and 2018 seasons were very very similar. In both years he had a 293 average and a 352 on base percentage. The only difference is the power he slugged 516 in 2018 compared to 444 in 2017. He hit 30 home runs in 2018, which could explain why his slugging went up. He struck out a little bit more, but he's, he's not too much of a problem. He's not bad defensively, and it's kind of it's pretty baffling why he's never been an all-star, especially last year. He's been a very good player for the Diamondbacks, who I think should trade him, but that's that's for a different story. Right now, he comes in at number 9. At number 8, we have Corey Dickerson. Now, after a surprise DFA by the Rays, which wasn't really a surprise to Rays fans, but he was claimed by the Pittsburgh Pirates and hit 300 in his first year with them. His power numbers were down a little, but his strikeouts were also down, which is good. The big problem, or the big question with him, was how is he going to fare defensively since he's played DH with the Rays in the two seasons he was with, with them. And he actually played pretty good defense. He won a gold glove in the first full, in the first season in left field since being with the Rockies. So I think he's going to have another good year. Although I think he's going to stay around number eight. I don't really think he can get too much better. Maybe show that all-star 2017 form again. But who knows, we'll have to wait and see. Now at number 7, we have Michael Conforto. After an all-star 2017 year that ended with an injury, Conforto's season was a tale of two halves. He slashed 216, 344, and 366 before the all-star break. And after the all-star break, he hit 273 with a 356 on-base percentage and a 539 slugging. In total, he had 18 home runs on the season. But he did strike out a lot. Uh, his offensive style is pretty much power or strikeout. He's a, I wouldn't say two outcome hitter, but that's pretty much his, his thing. He played good defense in left field after a midseason move there from center field in which he was pretty bad. I think Conforto should be or can be an all-star in 2019 if he has a good first half, unlike last season. He's still young. He's still got room to grow. And I think he will grow a little bit for the New York Mets. 
At number six, we have Justin Upton. Now, he struggled a little bit in 2018 with Los Angeles, but he still managed to hit 30 home runs, strikes out a lot. Like always, he's always been a power slash strikeout hitter since his call-up back in, I think it was like 2007 with the Diamondbacks. But his defense isn't too great. I honestly think he's going to slide down on this list next year. Not saying he's going to have a completely terrible season, but I think he's going to return back to Justin Upton form. I just think that other players are going to leapfrog him with better seasons. But for right now, he comes in at number six. Andrew Benintendi takes the number five spot. Now he had a good second full year with the Red Sox. He improved in pretty much every category. And I think he's going to improve again in 2019. He's going to have a very good year. It's part of my bold predictions for the AL East podcast preview and whatnot, which you should go check out. Uh, he's an above average defender. And like I said, I think he'll be making the all-star team in 2019 for the Red Sox. I think he's going to have a good year. He's going to help push them to the playoffs again. At the number four spot, we have Marcel Ozuna. Now, after an amazing 2017 year in Miami, he struggled a little bit in his first year in St. Louis, but it wasn't all too bad. He did deal with a shoulder injury, so that definitely hampered his offensive and defensive productions. But I think with a healthy 2019 season, we could see another good year. Maybe not as good as his 2017 season, but all-star caliber for sure. I think he is an all-star player, and next season he will play like one. Starting the top three, coming in number three, we have Tommy Pham. Now, he had a good 2017 season, but he struggled a bit in 2018 with the Cardinals. After his trade to the Rays, he went off. He had a 340 batting average and a bunch of home runs, whatnot. He was pretty good with the Rays, and I think he's going to be pretty good next year. A lot of people are considering him a dark horse MVP candidate. I wouldn't go as far as to say that, but I think he's going to have a good season. Hopefully he makes the All-Star team. But nonetheless, he comes in at number three. At number two is Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals. Now he's 19 years old, and he raked in the MLB in his rookie year. He slashed 292, 406, and 517. He had 22 home runs, 79 walks, and 99 strikeouts. The only reason why he's not number one is because he's very bad in the outfield. He has poor defense, which decreases his value a little bit. And to me, that's why he's not ahead of the guy that's number one, but he's still a good player nonetheless. And at number one, we have Ronald Acuna Jr. Now, it's a tale of two halves for the rookie. He hit 249 with a 304 on base percentage heading into the All Star break. But after it, he hit 322 with a 403 on base percentage. All in all, he had a 293 average, 366 on base percentage, 552 slugging, 26 home runs. His defense isn't great but it's better than Soto's. And I think he has the potential to be a top three player in baseball in the future. 
I'll admit I wasn't so high on him coming into the season with him not playing too much in the minors, but he definitely proved me wrong, and he definitely deserves the number one spot. So that's going to do it for the top 10 left fielders list. I hope you guys enjoyed. As always, head over to my Instagram and let you let me know what you guys think about the left field spot, who's your number one, and uh, if there's anything you would change about my list. But let's say that's it for now. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you guys in the next one.